Hang on to your front butts. You're listening to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Frosty. Alongside me, as always, is Resident Daryl. Release the Snyder Cut. I still don't know what that means. And T-Bird. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Josh the Walking Idea is not with us today, so be sure to go to his uh, DMs and send him a lot of um, nudes. Send him, uh, Ask, say sorry about your butt. Yep, sorry about, sorry about your butt. And then send him a picture of your butt. <laughs> you know what would make my life complete is if when we said something like that, people actually sent pictures of their butts to Josh. Um, <laughs> that's gotta, Mainly guys, that would be grosser. Yeah. That's, that, that has to draw some sort of hazy line in the Facebook agreement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could be creative, you know, like oh. you could you could just like send a picture to Josh of like like the Eiffel Tower or something, and then just ha- like have like a very oh like t- like a picture of your butt like on there as well. I, just I, turn I, down I, the opacity again. <laughs> Eiffel Tower might be a little questionable too, depending on what. Seems very suggestive. <laughs> So it's funny because like I had a Facebook ad pop up, and um, it was like advertising like CBD oil or some bullcrap, which I don't understand why because I've never even typed in the word CBD before, but whatever or oil for that matter. And um, CBD's nuts. And, uh, yeah, and it was like a legit. It was like a picture of someone's wiener, like like photoshopped over the oil, it, like full on wiener and it was like very op- like like the opacity was turned down so it was like you could barely see it and like someone paid money for that if someone did that on purpose like like they're not really I mean if they are selling CBD oil it doesn't matter they're just I just showed you my wiener so it's like whether you buy from me or not is completely besides the point it reminds me of the Photoshop I've seen from like our fans. <laughs> Someone <laughs> took time out of their day to make this. Dude, Thank you. You ain't lying. So, we what's up, fillers? What's up? We're uh, running fashionably late. I blame myself. I, uh, I blame you too. Yeah, you should. You should. Because you're black. And uh, <laughs> came home and I had a big old plate of Tokyo Grill. I laid down on the couch. It was this was like seven thirty. I was like, I'm gonna take a little cat nap. And I was trying to wake up at like eight fifteen, prep for the show. And then I wake up and I see all these messages on my phone where they're like, I'm in Discord waiting on y'all. It's like ten after nine. I was like, <laughs> Oh, cool. I am yep. so late. So like, yeah, we record at nine, not make motion to get towards the show at nine. Ah, I got you. Kate, I mean, just in case you, you didn't get the memo. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. It was, uh, I don't feel better after the nap because I've been sleeping with a CPAP. <laughs> oh, dang. So now I take a nap without one and I just feel like garbage. Like my head's all hurt. How, how's that working for you? Does that make it better? It makes it a lot better. It makes it a lot better. It's, it's crazy because when you have the mask on, it's barely noticeable. But when you take like the hose off the mask, it's just constant air. Like, like it's literally like a it's this vacuum, not a vacuum, but like a this, this air hose, like attached to your face, and it pressurizes, and that way, like when you breathe at night, it opens up your airways. It's pretty awesome. Hmm. That's pretty sweet. So basically, it's a uh, like an air compressor from work, 
just plugged into your nose. Got it. Pretty much, yes. But I don't have just so, the nose because like they have them where you just like you just put them like in your nose. This one's actually a, a a mask. It's pretty awesome. Have you put it around your crotch yet? No, that would be weird. I'm not gonna put it on my crotch and then put it on my face. Like I don't know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of weird things you're into? Money. <laughs> no, don't do that. So, so we can start this show off right. Let's do it. Toast, toast time, boys. Toast time, boys. I just have a bottle of water. God, you guys! I swear, five years of doing this and you ain't figured out the order of operations. Yeah, I have a glass All of water right. too. So this week's toast, I actually did not put in the notes specifically because I did not want some random jerkwad to go in and edit it out. Because this week's notes, or excuse me, notes, <laughs> this week's toast goes out to my freaking Call of Duty Ghost. Not really, actually. Um, this week's toast goes out to uh, CJ Anderson. <laughs> CJ Anderson, uh, he is the host of Push to Plat. Uh, what a fantastic podcast. He is doing God's work out there. I'm um, talking about platinums, talking about spam games, cheap plats, things like that. Um, making sure everyone is in the know on how to get the cheapest, scummiest platinums out there. And he and one of the number one um, achievement hunters in the world are starting a brand new show called P2P Level Cap. So P2P is in push the number two plat level cap. Uh, and uh, if all goes well, by the time you hear this show, um, you will be able to subscribe to P2P Level Cap. And I told uh, CJ I'd give him a shout out in his new show. Shout out. Cool. Um, it's going to be wild. It's going to be, you know how like uh, there are PlayStation centric shows out there who don't necessarily focus on trophies, trophy hunting and like the actual act of, you know, like they might talk about how many trophies they got or achievements they got. They might talk about how they play all these, uh, trashy, uh, Japanese, uh, visual novels, <laughs> Japanese, uh, did you get it? Japanese. <laughs> I get it. I get um, it. but th this show will be actually focused around the act of acquiring, um, trophies and achievements not just hey here's a game that looks like you could beat it in 30 minutes and get all the trophies so this week's toast goes out to our uh australian brother from down under uh cj and his new show that's nice. not a knife this is a knife Sorry, that's the only australian i will say this <clears throat> cj is a very clever very funny person and he, he makes me laugh on a regular <laughs> i'm choking and um First time I was a guest on their show, he had went back and listened to a bunch of our stuff and a bunch of um stuff that I did for PG spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> and so as he went exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh as he went to introduce me as a guest, he cracks a can and slurps it on the microphone. <laughs> uh, and just really made me feel at home. It was great. <laughs> Glad someone's listening. <laughs> Uh, no, none of the things we've ever said and done in this world that were actually of any importance, they ever stuck. Um, the only things that stick are the stupid crap that we do mm -hmm. and the things that are so nonsensical. Oh, I know. Anyways. So. We've we've traveled in a band to tell people the good news, and then we get on here and <laughs> we slurp drinks and talk about buttholes, and everyone's like, <laughs> I got you, fam. Oh, my God, buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Revolutionary jokes. 
the bee holes. <laughs> so I'm oh, man. St- still in the works now um, to uh, to get my liquor license so I could start distri- distributing bee hole liquor. It's in the works. <laughs> oh, so, the old bee hole liquor. St- still, wa- still working on the taste. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> what would be funny is if you actually changed your name to that. Like, no no, no joke. Yeah. You scared? Yeah, you should do it. I'll do it. You should do it as a gag. You commit to <laughs> I'll do it. We, we got to get t-shirts made or something, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this yeah, is yeah. the Loot Bros Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It's just a reminder, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. Uh, share with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at the Loot Bros Podcast. Uh, what else? Do you have something to add on the housekeeping, Daryl? Looks like you changed some stuff. Um, I just try to lay it out, make it look a little cleaner. I mean, I know the audience doesn't get to see um, this, but uh, <laughs> this is the most unimportant thing to them right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing I did put in there was I, I like to. We have had a little bit of feedback. Most of the feedback we've been getting lately has been really good, but there have been a couple naysayers out there saying that this is a video game podcast and we don't talk about video games fast enough so figured here in the beginning in the housekeeping this is a little reminder we're going to talk about video games eventually uh and this week's official topic if you're so inclined to wait around for it will be uh Things like the Game Pass, the PS Now, uh, free games from Xbox Live, Gold, PlayStation Plus, and Epic Games, uh, and whatever Nintendo does, and whether or They're not we actually doing... need to. Yeah, I mean, I ha- I'm a subscriber of their service. I just, you know, it was, but uh, you know, th- this week's official topic will be whether or not we should actually purchase games in today's um, climate with all of the free stuff at our disposal. Now we move on to a segment we like to call "What Are We Playing." Daryl, what are you playing? Uh, I have uh, not had a ton of time this week, which I know I f- someone says that every week, but I figured I'd go ahead and steal it. Um, I played a little bit of Bendy in the Ink Machine uh, with my son, which I didn't know this. Uh, it was like a big YouTuber game, you know, and the kids all dug it, so we picked it up. And it's a kid's, well, I thought it was like a kid's horror game, like Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah, they're messed up, especially the Five Nights at Freddy one. Dude, yeah, I don't know. Bendy might be a little worse because killing these little characters and sacrificing them for some kind of, like, savior-ish kind of thing. It's like a got a cult weird. It's weird, dude. And uh, But either way, the art style is really neat. It's 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 got a, uh, like, a, it's, it would be like a 50s-style black and white, like, heavy ink um, kind of feel. Yeah. But it's got that like sepia tone overlay, so it's got like a bronze look to it. It's just really neat. But I, but it's like a Rooster Teeth game, like a Rooster Teeth published game. I'm assuming. Yeah, is, I did not know they published games. Um, I don't think they. I don't think they're a publisher. I think they have like a small in-house studio that make games. Oh well, that's even cooler. You know, it's one thing to publish it because you got funds. It's another thing to make it because you're cool and creative. Um, is that what they did with Ruby? Yep. Ruby was all made in-house. Oh, so is that what R-W-B-Y stands for? Yep. Yeah. Ah, okay. It all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. It's actually, that Ruby show is actually pretty good. I haven't kept up with it after like season four, 
mainly because I didn't feel like waiting week to week to watch it. I thought it stood for red, white, uh, blue, yellow. I could see that because that's pretty much the color scheme for the four main characters. It's it's weird because it's I don't know I didn't know anything about it, but that's what I thought that the. Anyways, um, that being said, so I've been playing uh, Benny and the Ink Machine with my youngest, and it's kind of got me questioning whether or not I should continue playing it with him. Um, there's some questionable imagery in there and some things that I'm just a little not cool with. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't get that stuff yet, and it's super creepy for him. And so I'm torn between being an overprotective parent and really getting, <laughs> like, really enjoying my kid getting scared. Uh, the jump scares and, and just the intensity you know i just i i, th- I think it's funny um so bending the ink machine uh got a couple trophies in it been playing through it with just you know kind of i don't know an hour or two uh, i think we beat the first chapter maybe chapter and a half um and then uh i finally finished and um 100 fighting vipers that game i talked about last week the sega saturn style fighting game um, I was listening to the Game Stuff podcast. That's kind of like butt stuff, but for games. Um, and like they were, uh, I think Joe he kind of he kind of coined my strategy on there. He was like, he's like, yeah, he's over here playing all these fighting games because he can get through the campaigns real quick. And he's like, so I was gonna do that, and then I realized I've already beat all these games. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been going through PS now and just playing tons of the you know, fighting game campaigns. And essentially what I'm doing is I have like a list brought up in there that I started when I got PS now. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to play all these games. There's like a hundred games. I've got it. Um, and I'm just going through the ones that seem like I can knock them out the fastest and kind of working my way down. So hundred percent fighting vipers. And that gave me some points on the, for the backlog beat down. Um, and then, uh, I've been playing, I'm playing Far Cry 4 currently, just kind of chipping away at some stuff, just hunting some animals, killing some fools, not doing anything crazy. Um, but I've been playing uh, Call of Duty Ghost a lot. Um, last week, uh, Tanner and I played, he came over to the house, and um, we played some Call of Duty Ghost Extinction Mode. No, no, we didn't play Extinction. We played Call of Duty. We played uh, like multiplayer with against bots. We played against like 18 bots on hard. <laughs> nice. And uh, it was me and him and my and my kids. And uh, just split screening and playing some Call of Duty Ghosts. And we were playing. Um, we did play. I think we did play some. But it got, got me like really excited because I was like, man, I really genuinely do love Call of Duty Ghosts. Like I know a lot of it's a joke on the show. Um, had a good, I mean, it had a good campaign. Um, it had a good campaign. And, Extinction. And the Extinction was, was fun too, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It just it kind of came out at a time where like Call of Duty fans were really hard to please. But I will say, like, as someone who was a big fan of Call of Duty multiplayer, multiplayer on there just wasn't as good. And the maps, yeah, what everybody said, the maps were just very plain. And that's you. That's really what people judge. I mean, if it's all said and done, people judge Call of Duty based on its multiplayer. <laughs> you yeah, know. true. I um, I understand. And I've always said that like that didn't matter to me. You know, but like. I understand that like that's the general consensus out there is that if, if, you know, if the, the multiplayer's booty, he ain't going to play the duty. <laughs> um, that's good. I like yeah, that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, but so now, my son and I, my, there you go. <laughs> my, 
my oldest and I uh, started playing the extinction mode because I told him, I was like, that's something we could play together. So for, I don't know, it's last week and all of this week, we've been, oh, well, we've been getting up at five in the morning early for the past several weeks, just getting up, playing games, just me and him. We'll get in about an hour and 45 minutes, two hours. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, so we started playing extinction mode and dude, I'm telling you, we are, hooked. Like, we've gotten in big. And like I downloaded all the DLC because I had the season pass, and every uh, DLC drop had another extinction map, and of course that carries on with the extinction campaign and like the story that's going on there, and how like the cryptoids or the cryptids, excuse me, are like uh, like they're almost like a hive mind, you know, mind controlling people, and like <laughs> uh, we're experimenting on them, and it's just whole this whole big. Um, and so anyway, so we beat the first, uh, the first map point of contact. And then, uh, we were like, man, this is awesome. And now we've beaten before the show, we beat the second one mayday and it was hard, man. Like we were playing it on casual and, uh, we're like doing, you know, the best we can or whatever. You know, we finally found like some loadouts that worked pretty good. They kind of helped us you know, keep our crap together and just kind of keep it going. And then, uh, so we beat it, but that final boss at the end of May day, we couldn't figure out how to down him, you know, like every time we'd get like half his life down, he'd regen. And we just, we were struggling, <laughs> but we finally beat it. it. It took us about two hours for just in one sitting of playing that one area, that one, that one map. That's me. So what you want to do for us? So, yeah, I've been, um, playing Titanfall. I beat Titanfall. Plus oh, one. Yeah. Hashtag backlog be down. And uh, that game was awesome, man. I had a lot of fun with that game. I thought it was a really good campaign. Uh, of course, it ended with like the hint of maybe a possible sequel. I'm sure we'll see one. Hopefully, it won't be exclusive. I, I thought uh, I thought it was rad, though. That was a good game. Yeah, I, f- I, I, I lo- was really hoping you'd like it. Yeah, I, I love the... Um, the relationship you build with BT and stuff, like, that's pretty cool, you know. Uh, I could help but think like this would make a really cool movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think it would be an awesome series, you know. But uh, I, I played a couple matches of multiplayer. I enjoyed it. I just I was more in in it to like beat the campaign, get a plus one, get out. So that's what I did. Yep. Uh, I thought it was great. You know, I thought the weapons in the game were really cool. Like, there's a ton of them. Um. But they're all fun to switch between, and you know the game's so fast paced. It's uh, you know, it's cool. Like it, I love the, uh, I love the fact that like when you're the pilot, you're like this uh, kind of like this unstoppable force, you know. Um, running on walls, and jumping, throwing grenades, switch weapons, and you know it was, it was very fast paced, uh, arcadey shoot, uh, shooting style. That uh, I really enjoy, <clears throat> and then when you're in BT and you're using your Titan, it's uh, I guess a little slower, but it's more like you know you're dodging from left to right and utilizing your weaponry, you know, in, in each situation, you know, like there were times where I would switch to my uh the Scorch kit, you know, and I'd shoot the flame grenades, yeah. which I loved, and then uh, you know, there were times where like I might use the rocket kit, you know. Um, so it was fun. I had a hard time choosing which weapon I really wanted to use, but I was later on in the game. I, I found that you know it really depends on the situation you're in, because like there was one part where like 
you're in this smaller area fighting a bunch of titans and they're kind of like surrounding you so i switched to the like the shotgun loadout you know and i would basically yeah. just i would bum rush one take him out and then you know find some health take cover and then and then you know because they were rushing me so i was like well if you're gonna get close to me <laughs> i'm just gonna try and kill you as fast as i can with my shotgun so um which is the same mentality you i think have about that? in my house so what <laughs> Yeah, what'd you, what'd you think about that time travel level? I thought this was really cool. I was actually upset when your time travel thing breaks. Like, yeah, I was oh, like, man, what? I know she had that much power, but yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, because you could time travel and then run behind someone and then time travel back and punch them. <laughs> like that was so dude, cool. Yes, that was that was neat, man. Like more of that, dude. I don't know. That was cool. That yeah. was and that was one of those things that everybody when that game came out was excited about you know it was like oh man you gotta play this part of the level but see like when that game came out it was battlefield one um titanfall 2 and call of duty infinite warfare yeah they all came out within weeks of each other mm -hmm. and so i just rented them like i was like there's no way i'm buying all three of these games you know for a cumulative total of 12 hours of campaign so like <laughs> i went to the red box and rest in peace and uh rented oh. them all and so, uh, oddly enough, like Call of Duty had the longest campaign. It was it, it, Call of Duty's campaign was longer, infinite, than the other two combined. Uh, but I played a back to back to back, and that one was really good. <laughs> so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the game a lot. Um, other than that, though, uh, I did start Nino Kuni: Wrath of the White Witch. I think I have about forty five minutes in the game, but the intro to that game is like the setup kind of takes a while because it's you know it's who makes that game i can't remember the studio the Japanese. <laughs> i can't remember the studio is it's, it's slipping my mind right now but it's um st like studio ghibli basically did the art for the game of course fan uh, for listeners if you know a lot of you are familiar with studio ghibli the princess mononoke my neighbor totoro all that they uh um, they had actually did the artwork for the game and I believe helped with the story, if I'm not mistaken. Like the actual story itself in the game. Uh, there's, there's, I think they just said, I think they just said art. I okay. Could be completely wrong about that. Yeah. That would definitely be something we could look up. But, um, it's, the game's pretty neat because there's, there's segments where it's like straight up Studio Ghibli anime and then it'll switch over to like, you know, there's parts where it's, it's like the CG self shaded. And then there's times where it's like classic RPG where you're just talking to NPCs and it's just words. No, no, there's no like audio <laughs> to the words. So it, that's kind of throwing me off. Cause I was like, well, if you went through the trouble to do this, why not just, <laughs> you know, I just put a little bit more time into it, but I don't know. Um, the, the game's pretty neat though. It's, uh, you're like this little boy that's supposed to be destined to save the world. And this like evil sorceress is trying to stop you. But you don't know you're destined to save the world yet. Um, I, I just got to the part where you go to like the other world because your mother just died, and you want to bring her back. Um, your mother dies saving you because you. It's funny because like <laughs> you snuck out late at night to go hang out with a friend to drive a go kart <laughs> that he built, and so you, you're thinking they're gonna sneak and do something real rebellious, you know. And I guess that is rebellious for them. But uh, so they sneak off to go ride a go kart. And the sorceress finds out about it, so they sabotage the go-kart, and the wheel falls off. You go falling in the water. Apparently, you can't swim, and your mother finds you, and she saves you, and then apparently she has a bad heart, so she dies. 
That's like the setup. And the begin- yeah, that's the setup for the beginning of the game. Long story short, you met with this little familiar that follows you. Because every game has to have one. That's annoying as hell. But uh, and he's all like, we could save your mother. It's this whole other world. You need to travel to you. Blah, 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 blah. And so anyways, I traveled to the world and started my adventure. Haven't really gotten to the meat and bones yet. Or meat potatoes, if you will. Of the um, the actual like, gameplay and stuff. But. I'm excited because I hear I hear great things. Here's a great RPG. Um, Chris, shout out to the Fight Stick guy, Chris Fowler. He said it's one of his favorite PS3 games. Like of all the PS3 games that came out, <clears throat> he says like one of the best games ever played. So pretty excited to dig into yeah. that. So, but that one's gonna be a while. Yeah, I'll probably be talking about that one for a while. Yeah, I've heard good things about that game. Yeah, I've been wanting to play it. I also, hear the first one's better than the second one. The second one yeah. just came out not so long ago, but. Um, I'm excited to try both, but you know, it's going to be a while because it's a JRPG. It's going to take a while. Yeah. That's, I was wanting to start Dragon Quest 11, but yeah, I feel like this is going to take forever to beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of why if I'm going to start a JRPG, I'm, I've always got to have a palate cleanser. You know what I mean? I've always got to yeah. have something on the side. I can just kind of take a break, you know? And uh, I feel like there's a lot of games coming out soon that I'm going to be able to do that with. Dude, That's me. Hurry up. Doom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to kill some demons. Dude. Listen to metal. I'm getting ready to get, I'm getting ready to go back through Doom 2016 and actually finish it. <laughs> I've started it and made it so far so many times. <laughs> Come so far. It took too long. But in the end, yep. I oh, didn't finish soon. the game. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Because I died. Because <laughs> I died. Uh, no, I, I took it too far. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. So, Speaking of, shout out Kobe Bryant. And all the other people that died. And and everyone else. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, he's not the only person that died, but that's the only person that... Oh, Kobe and his daughter, which is awful. God, dog, is awful. Because you're black. I, I can't... Oh, no. No. I'm sorry, I'll cut that out. <laughs> I will say this, the um the internet is savage as ever. Like it's, it's oh, yeah. I know it's much it's too soon. Awful. It's much too soon to, to make Kobe jokes. And I don't take credit for this joke and I should, well, would never but he passed. Someone posted online, they're like, It's about time he passed. No <laughs> Get it? Cause he was a ball hog. Because basketball. Is that awful? Who would say such a thing? That was terrible. Hey, Sorry we had that. the internet. Savages. We had, um, we had one of our guys was jokes. Uh, as soon as we walked in the door Monday, I'm like, hey, that's terrible. You should stop. <sighs> I did too. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I walked in and I had a piece of paper. I balled it up and I tossed it at a trash can. I said, LeBron. Oh, good you can't mm, I did. That's terrible. But no, it does suck. I'm not I'm not making light of it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not making light of it. I'm just making jokes. <laughs> it's a funny joke. No, uh people find humor in dark times, you know. I mean it's like Hello, uh darkness, my old friend. Like there was this comedian that passed away about a year ago and I was I was listening to a podcast where like uh Jeff Ross, the roast king had done a eulogy at the guy's funeral. <clears throat> and he got up there and, and was roasting everybody at a funeral, and everyone was, like, laughing their heads off. Because it's like, you know, it's it's dark, but it's like, 
it's, it's times like that where like you could just cut through somebody kind of deep you know what i mean laughter is the very best medicine so they say so this is where on the loot bros podcast we head on over to the loot bros leaderboards now if you want to be a part of our leaderboards all you got to do is go to truetrophies.com or trueachievements.com or truesteamachievements.com uh and sign yourself up get your little profile and then the top three on the leaderboard each week get a little bit of a shout out um so first off we're going to start with the true trophies leaderboard um in first place it is the affectatious donk with 360 uh trophies this week yeah had to come back (laughs) with a vengeance after he got spanked last week uh in second place is mr tmnt 84 with 68 trophies and in third place is mally 1978 that is kalai with 36 trophies good job kalai that is the first time she's ever been in the top three. Hey. Yeah, and somebody who touts you know, the PC Master Race as hard as she does. Oh. She made it out there. That's really good. Yeah. Well, it's hard to be PC Master Race when your PC crashes. Oh, that's a Tanner joke. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening to the show, you probably picked up on the fact that uh, Tanner has crashed and burned a few times in the middle of so he's no longer with us tonight. Hmm. Now we're going to head over to the true achievements. That would be the Xbox uh, leaderboard. In first place, as per usual, is JDI Master Ace with 415 points. Uh, he just finished um, Shadow of War. And him cool. some, some more points to the uh, backlog beatdown. In second place is the one and only Dump Liquor. <laughs> Amazing. He's, he's giving you a run for your money on that uh, on that gamer tag. Did I ever tell you who that was? No. You've asked. I, I I've never told you. That is a little Zach. I don't know if you were working with. Nice. Him. Yeah, little Zach. Little Zach Long. Shout out to my boy. Don't blicker. He has the coolest gamer tag. So <laughs> I love it. He, oh, he told me. No, he, I never met that Zach. I was thinking your cousin. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. No, he's got a terrible one. He's I dropped roaches. So. <laughs> I dropped roaches, dog. Yeah, which I don't understand because at the time of, he didn't smoke. At the time of. Can, cannot <laughs> confirm nor deny now. Yeah, at this point, who knows? Daryl, I hate to break to you. Your cousin is a little pothead. <laughs> well, there's nothing little about Zach. He's a big boy. Um, seriously. Because like, you're black. <laughs> that has that has literally nothing to do with anything. Okay, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, the fact that, yeah, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> uh, that wasn't a wiener <laughs> euphemism. I'm sorry. No, no, no. He's a uh, he's like six four, like three hundred pounds, size sixteen boot. Um, sixteen boot. Yeah, bro. He's a big boy. I'm a 14, so it's like Shaquille O'Neal status, man. <laughs> oh, see the basketball jokes—they're hitting a little too close to home. Mm. And then we're gonna head on over to uh, the true Steam achievements. Now, this one, Steam. We had the PC Master Race, uh, 
calling out and clamoring, saying, we need to be, we need some representation. That's what I kept hearing. We need diversity and representation and equal rights and all that. Of course I'm black. That has nothing to do. (laughs) You said, I'm sorry, my timing (laughs) is off. You misunderstood. Okay. All right. Proceed. Uh, so, but anyways, so yeah. So, uh, in first place is Kali 21. Look at that. Actually, that makes sense. Kali is hitting the leaderboards twice in one week. Dear God. But she's only got two Steam achievements. So, Ooh. there's that. And what? What's she playing? Uh, Monster Hunter World, the nice. Iceborne expansion. So. Yeah, and she's then, not gonna be breaking any records for that game anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> that is a grindy game. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got one achievement. I am really on fire. <laughs> Two weeks later. Yeah, and then um, Brandon seventy nine oh six with zero. Hmm. Very nice, very nice, Brandon. Good job, Brandon. And then no one else, no one else has said <laughs> even even the people who wanted the thing haven't. So yeah, we made your stupid leaderboard, PC nerds. Join it or GTFO. Yeah, I tell you, uh, I tell you, it has zero this week. Tanner, <laughs> he's gonna lose him back to the show if he's so freaking mad. He's gonna be so bad. <laughs> but he's already mad. I told you, whenever he dropped the second time, I was like, dude, he's gonna be freaking livid. <laughs> I said, I didn't, I just didn't I say that's probably him the rest of the mm-hmm. come back. And he, he gets back. He's like, guys, I ain't going. I can't do the show the rest of the night. Mm. So, would you? Right, would you do the show? I mean, my PlayStation doesn't crash. Sorry, sorry. Oh yeah. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's it for the Loot Bros leaderboard. So if you want a shout out, if you want to hear your gamer tag uh, on the show, if you want us to make fun of you for any given reason at all, all you got to do is join the Loot Bros podcast leaderboards. And even when you do a good thing and come in first, I'll still find a way to make fun of you. Hmm. That's what friends do. That's what we do here at the Loot Bros. Uh, speaking of which, we move on to a segment we like to call Community Questions. Why is that not a sound bite? I don't. I have it. I, I have it. That's the thing. I mean, I could, I could get it. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. I mean, I could <laughs> now, steal it from the internet. It. So I don't know if you listened back to last week's show, but when I um when we were doing the uh, this week's official topic for last week, and I got to where Call of Duty Ghost was the number six best-selling game of the decade. <laughs> and I was like, Call of Duty, ball, freaking go! I hit the air horn, the dubstep. It was all kinds of a celebration. <laughs> mm. uh, One might say so, over-celebration. Oh, uh, man, I love that game. And I've, like, reinvigorated my love. Like, now that me and my son are playing it together, like, that, now it's family bonding. It went from just being my favorite Call of Duty and having things that I enjoyed to now, this is like sheer memories. This is family time. Yeah. So it's kind of like hammer time, but for your family. I like that. It makes yeah. sense. It's compelling and rich. Yep. Kevin Nesbitt asks Are hot dogs a sandwich? <sighs> That's the question. Mm. I'm going to say technically yes, because it is a meat 
or a some sort of substance in between two pieces of bread, even if they are conjoined at the rear. Hmm. As a matter of fact, actually, I, it is. I know for a fact it is because if you go to Costco and you replace the um, the hot dog with a uh, Italian sausage, it is then called a sausage sandwich. What kind of northern trait would that be? I mean, it's Costco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm got to appeal to everybody. I mean, I'm going to say technically, sure, sure, it's a sandwich. It's recognized as a hot dog. Because that's what dif- differentiates it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, you have sandwiches, then you have hoagies. Which hoagies are basically sandwiches, just bigger yep. and just different content. Then you have po' boys, which are basically hoagies, but with shrimp. Ooh, that sounds gross. That's really good. It's like fried shrimp. Fried shrimp on a hoagie. It's, it's pretty good. Sh- do you not like shrimp? Salad. Uh, you know, I like shrimp most of the time. Um, I don't know. I haven't been digging as much in recent years. You know, I don't know. I don't. I, 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 I got a little story for you. So I get mad migraines. You know, you've known that about me forever. And, um, one time I got like a real bad migraine, like one of those that kind of put me down, you know, I'm laying down, I'm just feeling like booty. Uh, I can't play the duty. And then I got, my wife was frying some fish, you know, and we're having some, we're going to have some fish sandwiches. Fish sandwich. (laughs) I like to buy you a fish sandwich. (laughs) Um, but we're, uh, she's frying some fish and dude, I freaking blew chunks. Like I smelled the fish head was hurting so bad like that. I was nauseous. So, and I just, I just puked and it wasn't the fish that made me puke or the smell of it was the headache ever since then. I've had like this weird, like fish aversion, like mm. or where like fish makes like just the taste of it has made me remember that smell, you know? It's weird. It's it's kind of sad because I used to love fish. So, do with that what you will. I like shrimp. I can go for a poi boy right now. <laughs> yeah, I went from shrimp to my fish aversion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew Minimus asked, with the influx of high-profile anime games, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, One Piece, My Hero Academia, One Punch Man, etc., rolling in, do you think the next wave to be comic book games? We have Avengers coming down the pipe, which could be which could be the first in the salvo, but wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, I think that's a good uh, possibility. You know how like sci-fi and fantasy kind of trade off, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, we, we had a lot of comic book games, you know, in the two thousands. Yeah. You know, we had a lot of, we had a lot of movie tie-in games. So it, it, we had a lot of comic book movie tie-ins. We had a lot of Spider-Man games. I think with the Avengers coming, the Iron Man game coming, uh, and you know coming off the heels of Spider Man being so successful, I think yeah, I think we are we're right for some good, you know, um, superhero games. Especially, you know, we had uh, the Infamous games too by the same era. So I think that he's onto something. I wouldn't put it past him, my friend. Right. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. I just want it like a more of a. I don't want it to be cash cow games you know what i mean i don't want to just throw a game together and be like we have the avengers and it's like a button mashing and it's not a whole lot of depth and it's super easy and you know like i want to be like there's such a deep engaging story to be told there you know because the universe is 
we're talking about the universe has been around, you know, for forever. <clears throat> so forever, you know, forever. So you know, like you have the story in place, just expound on that. You know, that's why I, I'm I keep going back to this, but I would love to see uh, an X Men game. X Men has such an amazing story. Um, <clears throat> you know, we can't get good X Men anything though. We can't. I don't know why. I, I, for the life of me, I don't know why. Uh, it's different if it's like Fantastic Four because I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, but Fantastic Four is. <laughs> I've always disliked Fantastic Four. <laughs> Doctor Doom is the coolest part about Fantastic Four. Changed my mind, and it may be Galactus, but uh, and those are bad guys. That's not even the Fantastic Four. It's the Fantastic Four's lame. But you know, X Men is amazing, and there's <laughs> such a cool story to be told there. And like, I just want to visit that universe again. Uh, whether it's like. A fighting game, or you know, like an open world game where you maybe you you create your own mutant. That would be cool. Uh, I would. You know, I would really like. It's to... actually not. Whenever they did that for the X Men Destiny game, like in a universe where you're not an actual X Men, it, it's kind of even though it sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. So poor execution. I don't know, man. It's just like when I'm round wolf, be wolf. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <clears throat> that's kind of how I feel with like Magneto. Like I want to have a Magneto origin story or I want to have a, a, a game centered around the brotherhood. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, like professor X. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's such a cool universe. And, but they keep somehow screwing it up. Uh, mostly Fox. <laughs> I get it, but you know, screwing it up nonetheless. Um, they just did their last X-Men movie, the Phoenix or whatever. And heard it wasn't that good. Shocker. I liked uh, it. It was fine. It's, it's very dark. It was, uh, it looks awesome. I just, you know, I just, I just heard mediocre things. I might still check, check it out. Cause I love X-Men. Uh, but you know, at this point I, I kind of, I want them to give it, I want them to give it the Avengers treatment, you know, like make it yeah. big, make it, you know what I mean? There's no reason why we shouldn't see X-Men running through the streets, fighting Sentinels and fighting the, oh, know, the, right? the four horsemen. You know what I mean? Like, they teased that a lot, like, like they did that tra- that one movie. I think it was the third one where they were doing the training simulator, where Wolverine took out one of the Sentinels. I was like, yeah, yeah. and then it was just a training simulator, and I was like, what? No. Well, they did it in um, X Men, not First Class, but like Days of Future Past or one of those where Magneto was yeah. fighting the you know the Sentinels on the uh, on the like the grounds of the White House or whatever. And see, that's another thing too. Right, so Michael Fassbender as Magneto, it's freaking money. Yeah, he's like, really he good. He is so good, and it's just it's the sum of the parts. That even the you know, okay, so you got um both guys. They've had Patrick Stewart and James McAvoy playing Professor X. Yeah, not not to be confused with Magneto. Um, <laughs> like they're such good actors, and they did such they play this role so well. You know, you had Hugh Jackman playing uh, Wolverine, which was just money. Just hmm. so good, you know. And then the chick who played uh, Jean Grey in the original trilogy, she was awesome. Wow. I didn't love the chick that played young Jean Grey. You know, and she wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It wasn't love. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but the dude, both guys who played Cyclops can just. Eat a big fat one. They just they can't do Cyclops right. They the can't. guy, the guy who played uh, Gambit in the uh, Wolverine movie, trash. Sucked. 
That was bad. I, just, I don't know why know, they but, gave Cyclops so much hate. Cyclops was an amazing character. Like you go well, back, like reading the comics and watch the cartoons, he's a really good character. Like he, Wolverine's a BA, bad. we get it, we love Wolverine, but like <laughs> the, the movies made Cyclops out to be some like little wimp. They even had the scene where like Wolverine took his 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 was it his bike or his car, and he's listening to like Insync or something, yeah. and it's like, come on, man, like you're not gonna sit there and tell me that Cyclops listened to boy bands. <laughs> hey, he's more of a Metallica guy. Oh yeah, nah, five ring a death bunch. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> what a douche. You <laughs> <laughs> like? I got Jean Grey. I got five finger death punch, dude. I got laser eyes. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm Professor X's favorite. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, total total douche. I I, I I totally feel you on that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a that's a topic for a week right there. <laughs> <laughs> Which X Men's favorite band? <laughs> uh, Andrew Minimus also asked. Uh, 2019 was pretty diverse in terms of genre types and games, between open world military shooter, sci fi action adventure, westerns, um, mythological action, God of War, uh, and post apocalyptic horror. We have been pretty lucky in the quality of games. That is true. What genres do you think will dominate 20? 2021 and in tandem with the new console launches what genres do you think will fall by the wayside i think we're going to take a bit of a hit on fighting games because we had such a rush of fighting games in like the last couple of years like big name fighting games you know street fighter 5 dragon ball fighters tekken 7 uh, which and tekken Justice 7 mortal yeah uh, yeah 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 um which we had two mortal kombat launches on one console. On one console, which is, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, well, it's not too crazy. It's happened before. But, um, so, yeah, I think there's going to be a bit of a slowdown. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong because I would really like to see some more fighters come out. I mean, heck, we even had uh, 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 Blaze Blue come out. Blaze Blue. Blaze Blue. However you say it. <laughs> it's like they purposely leave the, the E off to F with us. Um, well, what a, a Samurai Showdown? We got a new Samurai Showdown, yo. I haven't, yeah, played, I haven't it played that yet. Yeah. It looks yeah, amazing. King of Fighters. King of Fighters came out. Yeah. There was so You're many. Right. That, There's a lot. Dude. Yeah. Like, there was a huge rush of, ga- of fighting games that came out just in like the past, I'd say, three years. Like, Power Rangers uh, Fight for the Grid? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, but. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of gonna fall by the wayside. I think. I hope I'm wrong, but just projected in the next two, three years, you know. But we'll see. We will see. Not mentioned Te- Tekken Seven was on arcade for like two years before it even hit console. <laughs> that was the crazy thing. Like it was, it was uh, still on arcade, and uh, Feisty guy had actually looked up because he was he was gonna go out and build a cabinet and buy the. Um, the uh, what's it called like the motherboard for the game because you could buy it online. But it's like six hundred bucks just for that, just for the like the game itself. <clears throat> Not to mention Jeez. the yeah the <laughs> the material cost of building an arcade cabinet for the game. So it's like, dude, why don't you just wait? It's, it's gonna come to console. So, but it took forever. Like from that conversation we had in his living room about him building a tech in arcade to the time of the game released, I think it was like a year and some change. 
Jeez. Yeah, like that game was on arcades for, for a while before it came out, but that's uh, kind of my take on it. As far as like what genres will dominate, oof, I don't know. Maybe you can elaborate on this. Well, I think we're getting ready to hit a big horizon. I think that uh, we just geared up into it. Um, you know, we're going to start this this generation off technically with uh, Resident Evil 3. Now, I know it's releasing on the current gen and it's going to come out, you know, or be playable on the new gen. But I think, you know, we're ending this generation really getting back into horror. Uh, Konami's talking about kicking around multiple Silent Hill games. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, dude. That was a big thing going around the past two weeks. Um, Those little pachinko machines not working out? Well, not they're not doing pachinkos on them. They're going to do... Uh, they're going to do an actual Silent Hill 1 remake. And then they're going to do a Whoa. Silent Hill, like a uh, a Until Dawn style Silent Hill game. Nice. Yeah, dude, that'd be rad. Heck yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, I yeah. can see horror being a, playing a big part. You know, we just got Resident Evil 2. We're getting Resident Evil 3. That's yep. exciting. Well, I, I just I think we're gonna get um, and then we're gonna get a lot of uh, sci-fi stuff. Yeah, I think that you know I think we're gonna get into the cyberpunk uh, is gonna you know there's a new Bioshock coming, which I know that kind of dabbles in some of the sci-fi. Yeah, um, I'd I'd love to see Dead Space come back, which would be both <laughs> horror and sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know I don't know you know how it is it ebbs and flows. So we got a lot of. We got a lot of free-to-play games for a few years there. We got a lot of uh, online-only multiplayer games. We got a lot of isometric, or excuse me, uh, asymmetric, you know, multiplayer games. Uh, we got we're getting a lot of we got a lot of fantasy stuff for a while there. Got fighters, so it just kind of ebbs and flows. Um, I think that um, horror is going to be a big one coming coming up. Rumor has it there's going to be another order. You know, so that's going to get you into the vampire and uh, horror if it exists. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I've, so. I've shared my thoughts on that game before, but I, that universe is is pretty freaking cool. I want to give you know, wanted I wanted to be critically like accepted. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because the critics just butchered that game, and you know, it it, it had a lot of issues, sure. But it was an r- amazing universe, and I would love to see that revisited and given some justice. You know what I mean? Yep. They made a cool universe. They made a, a cool lore. They just forgot a cool game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, so. you know, you guys have all heard me say I like it. But yeah. I get it. It's not It's not for everybody. But, man, I, they left it wide open for something special to, you know, to come back to. Absolutely. Raven Gordon, <laughs> what stage will Tanner Bird? Will t- what stage in Tanner Bird's life does he evolve from big B I T C H to mega B I T C H? <laughs> and is it true his favorite console is the Wii? Um, forty. Mm. <laughs> Is the is the age? Yes, I can see that for forty year old Tanner. Yes, and the Wii is in fact his favorite console. Toasty. <laughs> and 
And he's not here to uh, argue otherwise. So is, what are you going to do about Tanner, that? Tanner, what do you think about that? You're good? Okay. <laughs> he is correct. Alrighty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Levi Thomas on our Facebook group asks, and you can too, go to facebook.com, type in the Lubros Podcast, it's a closed group, ask nice to let you in. Hey guys, I'm lining up my February games and Fallout New Vegas is on the list. I wound up buying it off for PC, PS3, and Xbox 360. Uh, we had what had we decided I should play it on? The PS3 version is the bad one, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm gonna go on a limb and say Bethesda PS3 game. Yes, bad game. <laughs> Same thing with Skyrim. Skyrim was a terrible version for the PS3. A lot of a lot of bugs, a lot of glitches. Like they were or unplayable on the PS3. Yeah, I see. I had Skyrim on the Xbox and. I only had a couple of like times where it glitched, but it wasn't like game breaking. It's more like funny glitches. You know what I mean? Um, I love the like collage of YouTube videos that were being released when that game first came out of like just the most ridiculous things going on, <clears throat> like uh, like your horse glitching off screen and stuff, like. <laughs> like this one glitch where you get off your horse and your horse just kind of floats off into the abyss, <laughs> like just funny stuff like that. There's, there's a whole like a whole bunch of uh, YouTube videos you could check out on that. It's pretty funny. <clears throat> but yeah, I would say PS3 version is probably the bad version. Yeah, that was uh, that was a memory issue, man. It just didn't. <clears throat> Once you opened up so much stuff in the game or had so many items in the game, it it, it used up all of the RAM. And just the way it was optimized. I've heard many, many stories on, you know, just the the nature of that game and how it was, you know, borderline unplayable. So, um, Levi Thomas also asks, do you agree with the ethnics behind Dr. Morden Sola's argument in support of the genophage? Does the Krogan population need to be kept in check? What if the genophage had been developed before the Rachni Wars? Would humanity exist today without a strong Krogan force to defeat the Rachni? Will the powerful Krogan army be needed in the future to save humanity from the Reapers? Look, Levi, Kobe Bryant just died, man. I ain't trying to talk about all this right now. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I just, I, my heart can't take it. Uh, <laughs> of course I'm black. Oh, no. <laughs> Derek Vendekerkov asked, Is it true that nobody actually plays games on the podcast? Except Tanner. Daryl's <laughs> kids play for him. Frosty plays Rummy. Close enough. And the ghost plays COD Ghost. Prove me wrong. I, I think he's correct. <laughs> I think you're correct, man. I think we're good to go there. I think there's evidence to support every bit of that. Except for maybe the Rummy. And you do play cards, but you know. Yeah, it's pronounced Tonk, okay? I don't play Rummy, I play Tonk. All right. An old, uh, an old, an old black man taught me because apparently that's like the stereo. That's the stereotype that old black men play tonk. Actually, my uh, grandpa used to play it in the navy. <clears throat> We've played a few times. He cheats. <laughs> my grandma cheats at uh, Uno. <laughs> <laughs> does she cheat or does she pretend like she forgot the rules? Like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Now, you didn't tell me that, darling. I mean, like, we've been playing this for my entire life. <laughs> Grandma, you've been playing for like 50 years. Get out of here. <laughs> Literally 50 years. You pre-ordered uh, Uno when it came out. Come on. 
<laughs> she got that bonus that collector's edition uh, <laughs> pre-order. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So you know, speaking of Uno, we, so we play Uno here at the house a good bit, and we uh, we bought the Uno Attack and all the different decks to have like where you can write in what you want. You know what? Well, like uh, you pull a wild card, and it's like oh, draw this many or meet this condition or whatever. So like me, you know, there's that meme going around that was. Uh, it says do something or draw 25 cards and then it shows the guy with 25 cards in his hand yes i love that so what i did was i took our blank wild cards out of a fresh deck and i put stuff on there or draw 25 cards and my kids and i and my grandma we would play uh bean boozled uno right so if you lose you got to eat bean boozled jelly beans and my grandma always found a way to cheat where she didn't have to eat the jelly beans. Um, <laughs> true story. So, like, I put on there to because my kids are like, we're not eating them jelly beans. But these little jokers don't want to lose at anything. They don't like losing. So I put on there. I was like, all right, <laughs> draw 25 cards or eat a bean boozled jelly bean or draw 25 cards. The other night, my kids were eating the fool out of some uh, bean boozled jelly beans because I put that on like two or three different <laughs> wild cards. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it was good. Good times. Oh, to answer Derek's question, um, I actually do play games. I think realistically, Tanner doesn't play games as much as he you would like him. You like to believe. I'm talking about he's playing Destiny 2 right now on his computer. Um, no, Destiny crashed his computer. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, man. I, I'm looking at the Discord. Yep, he's PC Master now, racing it up right now. Yeah, well, what it, now what he does is he puts games on his PC and then he just like changes his settings, right? He pushes his sliders and plays with his dongle, and then he goes <laughs> he, he runs a spec test, and he's like, "Hmm, I am pleased with this," and then he turns it off. <laughs> Is that what they do? Is that what the PC Master yeah, Race people do? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm dead serious. Nice. He doesn't play as much as you think. He just plays with the setting. Prove me wrong. You know that. You know one thing that'll never crash on you: What's magic that? cards. Except your wallet. It might crash your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared, I think it's <laughs> to what. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I, I was gonna stretch and try to make a bad joke. It just wasn't. It's, mm. it's best that you move on. Okay. Uh, Jared on our Facebook group asked, "What video game character do you think will become woke and change from what they have been historically <laughs> to appeal to a different demographic, like maybe Zelda into a male prince who is rescued by a female bisexual Black Link?" Mm. <laughs> Can Call we? me Link. Call me Lank. <laughs> I'm a strong, independent black woman. Uh, first off, Jared, Zelda's already a male. Pfft, he wears a green tunic. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Nerd. How dare you assume his gender? Duh. It's ma'am. You never heard? Have you never heard? <laughs> it's ma'am. You never heard him announce his pronouns, have you? Mm-mm. I've just seen his Deku nuts. <laughs> Zelda joke. <laughs> Can we make a Lara Croft into a lesbian who transitions to Nathan Drake and then connect the Tomb Raider and Uncharted for universes? That'd be cool with that. I'll raid her tomb. 
Ooh. Ha <laughs> that joke's never been used before. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, <laughs> back at you. <laughs> so. Um, I don't know, Jared. I hope none, because I don't know. That's sensitive. Get woke or go broke. Get woke or broke, man. It's like Gears of Suffering. What do we do? Let's make a female protagonist. Oh, wait. It's still tanked. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it didn't work for me. Like, I wanted it to be good. I, I, I To be fair, I haven't played the last one. Hmm. But now that, now that the honeymoon period is over, every, yeah, all the Gears fans I know are like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. No. I, I mean, I love the original trilogy, man. It's... My opinion, like three of the best games you could buy on 360, they're so good. Um, but you know, I waited a long time for that game to come out, so got it opening night, stayed up all night with FC playing it. God, went through the campaign together; it was awesome. Uh, and then went balls deep to multiplayer. Uh, I think I've shared this story before. I was ranked in the top 1,000 and ranked Warzone. I think it was. It was, I think it was like 800 was like the lowest number I got to. And I mean, there was, at the time, there was a good bit of people playing. I mean, we're talking a million. Over five. Uh, <laughs> we're talking 5,000 people. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I think it was like about a, a million people at the time. A million plus. According to the leaderboards. That's what it was. <laughs> there was at least a thousand. Because <laughs> you were in that. I mean, being like the second or third most popular shooter out at the time next to like I don't know if I think Halo 3 might have been out or it came out shortly after Gears 1 I might be getting my timeline mixed up but you had Gears 1 then Halo 3 and uh, I think Modern Warfare 2 at the time and like you know there were there was a lot of people playing Gears it was a big game so (laughs) that was a long time to uh to finally just say, you know what? Those people. Play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a long time ago, man. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I played the heck out of that game, man. But like, you know, it just it slowly became to a point where like it just wasn't doing well. And people were kind of losing interest. And I feel like people have kind of gotten that way with Halo, even though they're still riding that, riding that old Halo train. Like, oh my God, Halo. So, so, so amazing. But like, I'm just over here like, eh. I moved on. I've evolved. And I think the gaming world should too. Eventually, we'll all grow out of that Call of Duty phase. No. Nah. Uh, until Call of Duty Ghost 2 comes out. And it's like, ah, oh, God. Oh, gosh. Don't, don't, oh, don't, don't tease me like that. <laughs> <laughs> that would legit make my freaking day. That's mm-hmm. like take, work, take off work status. Really? Dude, I'm telling you, man, I'm not kidding when I say I love that. Trade load of kids. Mm. So now we move on to our this week's official topic. Mm. Not saying it. <laughs> twat? You kiddos want some twat? <laughs> There just needs to be like a like a like a, a song bit played there every time because you guys always make it weird. <laughs> we try, we try. I think we're running out of twat references here. <laughs> so Daryl, lay lay 
<laughs> lay down that big juicy twat. Tell us what you got. All right. So for this week's official topic, I wanted to have the conversation on whether or not it's worth it to buy video games in today's current landscape. I guess I said climate earlier, and that's not necessarily the best way to put it. But, you know, we have uh, services like Game Pass, PlayStation Now. Uh, Epic gives out free games every week, sometimes three and four games at a time. Xbox Live, uh, or Xbox Live Gold, excuse me. Uh, PlayStation Plus and Nintendo all have their own membership services that, that you know, lock their online even behind a paywall but in return, give you access to free games as long as you're a subscriber of said service. Mm. You know, So if you look at just any given time, PlayStation Now, 800 games. Xbox Game Pass, 100 games. All right, then you get two free games for PlayStation Plus, which this this month we get three. For February, we get three. Um, and then for Xbox Live Gold, throughout the month, you get a total of four. All right, sprinkle in some... Uh, some Nintendo's back catalog of about 60 NES and SNES ROMs. Uh, and then uh, Epic giving you, you know, one or two or three free games, you know, a month, four or five free games a month, whatever it be. I mean, that's a lot of games. You know, and, and it's always that running joke whenever we go and buy a game. It's like... Uh, uh, as soon as you buy something, it's going to be free. Like this past, um, this coming February, okay? So when you listen to this, it'll be February. And on the 31st of January, um, we're getting the Bioshock Collection, mm-hmm. Sims 4, and we're getting, um, what's that VR game? I'm not looking at it. Uh, Firewalls, um, mm-hmm. supposed to be a really good, you know what I'm saying, shooter for the VR. Mm-hmm. But in December, I bought the two free games. I bought the Bioshock Collection, and I bought Sims 4. I bought Sims 4 as a present for my daughter. I bought the Bioshock Collection for me, trying to buy up a bunch of games for the Backlog Beatdown. And then the the month before that was on the Uncharted Collection and Goat Simulator, which I already own those. <laughs> if I'd known I was getting Bioshock Collection free, I would have just bought something else. Like what but the that's heck? That's the thing. You know, they're not, <laughs> not going to tell you. They don't tell you. You know, which I don't know that they should. And it's you know, I guess it wouldn't hurt. At the end of the day, you're going to either subscribe or you're not. Yeah. So if you if you said here's the lineup for the year, and these are the dates you get these games, you know, I don't know that it would hurt to know ahead of time. But it would surely deter me from buying. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> some of these games. You know. Yeah. Um, we we prayed all over that one, man. Yep. So, anyways, I just say all that to say there's always that conversation of I just bought that, you know, shortly after it's it's announced that it's free. Mm-hmm. So, Frosty, yeah, if you don't mind answering, since you're the only one, you're the last man standing <laughs> out of our host. Um, what do you think, man? Do you think we should? I mean, we're in the middle of the backlog beatdown, so it's a good time to not buy games for us. But at this point, I mean, you've done it before. How many times have you picked up a game and then we got it for free? Mm. A bunch, a bunch. I mean, there's Metal Gear Solid Five, which I bought like pretty much a week it came out because I'm you know I'm a big Metal Gear fan. <clears throat> but uh, did I get that day one? I, yeah, I think I got that day one. But either way, I, know like, I did. I got that, and yeah, yeah, that's collector's edition, bro. But uh, 
Yes, I got that, and and then wasn't too long after that. I think a couple months, maybe we were getting it for free. I say a couple months. It's probably it could have been in retrospect. It was probably longer than that, but but still, it, it probably was. But it's still though. It's like which is there's nothing wrong with games for free in the service, right? But it just kind of like, dang it, I bought yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, like at this point, you know, like I know a lot of people want they want the big AAA games. They want like the heavy hitters. Because they want they want to feel like they're justified in paying X amount of dollars each month to have a service, especially if like you're not abusing it with like online play. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. play online as near as much as I used to, so I'm kind of at a point where like I would rather just get the free games and have the service available to like, you know, use um, certain apps and stuff like that. <clears throat> but uh, uh. You know, I, I kind of miss the days when we would get those obscure games because, like, there were games that you were kind of guaranteed not to buy. Yeah. Because, you know, they were kind of unheard of. And it was like, here's here's two really good, here's a, uh, you know, two really good games. Have fun. Have at it. You know what I mean? And, uh, or, you know, well, some of them, I'm not going to lie, in the beginning, some of them weren't so good, but, you know. Right. Um, but there, I mean, there was days where we got like Resogun for free. That game was amazing. And then we got Outlast for free. You know, I still talk about that game and how much I love it. Uh, we actually just got the second one for free. What last month? Month before that? Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like October ish. Oh no, yeah, last yeah. month was Nathan Drake Collection, which was another really good one. But you know, yep. each one, you know, all of us have have already played and beat that game. So. You know, I guess for the ones out there who never pulled the trigger on the Nathan Drake collection, then here you go. I mean, yep. it's a good download. Which it's it's good for that. You know, you're you're giving you're getting people who may not have ever played your games in the door. But it's just I don't know, man. I just I'm looking at it now and I'm like this life, especially in my adult game buying life, that I'm questioning whether or not I should even buy a game right now. Um, yeah. Backlog beatdown aside, like I've been using PlayStation now like crazy, like freaking crazy. Um, and then Game Pass, you know, everyone's talking about Game Pass. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, there's all these great games are on Game Pass, which they are. A lot of good games are on Game Pass. A lot of the same games are on PS Now. Uh, it doesn't get near the hype, you know, but whatever. Um, the functionality is about the same too because on PlayStation, you download all the four games and the PSN games. You stream the PS3 games. So it's like, hey, it's cool stuff. Either way. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, with all the free games, it's like if you just played the stuff that was given to you every you would never run out of games to play. Right. You know, you know had a subscription services. But I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm thinking, you know what? It might be time for me to stop buying games. You know? <laughs> I mean, the back, if there's one reason, it's the backlog beat down, you know? Right, but even let's say that doesn't exist. Let's say we we're doing the beatdown, yeah. From a financial standpoint, like, and okay, okay, I'll give you like real behind the scenes on what brought this up. A uh, good friend of ours, uh, Derek Vanderkirko, right into the show already. Uh, he came up to the shop the other day. We're all, we're just kind of catching up. Hadn't seen the guy in you know, I feel like a few years. Um, and so we're just talking or whatever. And you know, he was like, yeah, man, basically he's playing this, this, and this and on Game Pass. And he goes, yeah, I'll never buy another game. He's like, I don't need to. And it was just like hearing someone say that out loud 
was just like, here we are now in this territory. Yeah. It's weird because I've almost been scared of that. <laughs> like I'll even get, even with Netflix and stuff, like I still buy the movies that I like, you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm like so adamant about owning the things that I enjoy, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, now we're, we're having that conversation, like, seriously having that conversation with video games, where it's like, you know, we get so much digital content, we don't necessarily need to just go buy $60 games anymore. And I, I'm not wondering if this next generation is going to really expand on that. You know, you got Google Stadia, you know, coming out, so where you don't even need the consoles anymore. You can just, you can just buy the games on the service and play anywhere. Because my you know, consoles yeah, take up so much space. I know, but <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 appeals to somebody. You know, like Microsoft just put out a uh, they had their uh, investors call this past week, hmm. and they said that um that Game Pass has was it doubled in the past year. You know, or so you know it's 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 gone up tremendously in the past year, right? Yeah, and so it's like. They're not even worried about selling, you know, their consoles anymore because now they got PC Game Pass. You know? Oh, we we know. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Like they're like, wait a second. There's a way to make money without doing it the way you're used to. Uh, you know, put the games anywhere, and they've got Project X Cloud. They said Project X Cloud's been going well. So you're, you're saying you is stream. Which is what you're saying is we're shifting into a time kind of like where we got iTunes. When it's like you don't have to yes. buy CDs anymore, here's iTunes, <clears throat> and I don't know if that's necessarily good for the industry. Well, it's you know it, that digital uh, iTunes and streaming and all that stuff. That digital age, you know, it tanked the music business for a few years. Yeah, you know, I listened to I listened to a podcast called Labeled, and you know, on Labeled they talk about that how the music industry was booming and Solid State and Tooth and Nail Records was just just on fire and then streaming and all that stuff came out and mm-hmm. it just just killed the music business for a while mm-hmm. you know i mean granted it's bounced back now and they've found ways to make money again you know and now they're sure it's yeah. digital it's it's cds but it's digital it's like you know 10 15 bucks buy our cd digital you know but in the beginning they didn't fancy it you know no one was technologically savvy enough to understand that process it was still so new, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it hurt a lot of bands. <clears throat> so I'm wondering if this is going to kind of hurt a lot of developers until, which I mean, we're in different times now where like something, you know, people evolve, can evolve faster and learn quicker right. with technology, t- technology now. So I'm wondering if like, you know, like if, if this is the route we're going, if, if like, <clears throat> you know, if there's going to be a big heads up to developers out there like, hey, you know, you don't have to make physical copies of your CDs. Um, you know, we'll take care of you. You know I mean? Like, I just, it's an interesting thought. You know, I, I hope it's not going to go that route. I really do. Like, I'll, I'll keep playing magic. <laughs> it's it's well, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the idea of having to rely on a streaming service for games, especially when it's like, you know, what if you're somewhere there, you don't have access to internet. What if you don't, you know, what if you don't feel like using it? Cause like streaming services, they go down. You know what I mean? Disney plus is, is awful streaming service. Like really? I haven't tried it yet. It's, it's got a lot of cool stuff on it, 
if you're like an old school Disney fan, I'm not too keen on the new stuff. You know, it is what it is. But uh, we had actually got Disney Plus whenever PlayStation View decided they just didn't want to be a thing anymore. Yeah. Which was which sucked because, you know, I could get all the football games, you know. I could, uh, we had a bunch of television programs that we were watching nightly. You know what I mean? Like Practical Jokers or, you know, wife was getting into like HGTV stuff, you know. And it was enjoyable. It was like having cable but not paying the ridiculous price. And then they up and said, oh, we're out. We're bouncing. And I guess not enough people yeah. signed up. So then we went to Disney Plus. But yeah, Disney Plus just, it's gotten better, I guess. But, they're, you know, like it buffers a lot. It freezes a lot. Um, it'll like, the, the, the picture will freeze and you'll still hear the audio. And then it'll like yeah. rewind itself to play it back over. Um, there's time like last night it just randomly decided it didn't want to work anymore and we had to wait. Dude, that's how Hulu was at first, the uh, first couple of years Hulu was out. Yeah. Like I was a early, early Hulu adopter. Mm-hmm. I used and, to have a Hulu um, back in the day. Yeah. And like, like everyone, oh my gosh, it was such a joke service, you know? And I remember when they hit their first million subscribers, you know, and they're like, all, all my friends were like, oh my gosh, Hulu sucks so bad. It really, really did. Like it, yeah. like. It was one of those things too, like it would require so much bandwidth to work that it freaking like I couldn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like it was if if we were using Hulu, it really chugged the internet. And I'm like, yeah. how is this even a thing? But now Hulu is seamless, it's great. You know, we use Hulu every day. Right. We've been we've been like I said, early early Hulu adopters. Yeah. But you know, I haven't tried Disney Plus yet. Um, but part of the reason why is because I own all those effing Marvel movies and stuff, you know? It's like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. Like, it makes it, it almost, to me, having it like that makes it like, well, my thing doesn't matter as much anymore. It does. It's not as important anymore. Yeah. You know, because it's like, well, why would I even, why would I go put my Blu-ray in when I can just click a button and, oh, I'm there you know, digitally? Yeah, it's just all that stuff. You know, it it just has me when I start hearing people, you know, and I don't, you know, just people who just average consumers every day start saying, "Hey, I'm not even buying games anymore." You know, I started thinking about like, well, now my physical, like, it's gonna be harder to get my physical things, and then if people stop buying physical, people go to digital. Well, then you're gonna have developers, and you're gonna have like, you people stop making physical copies of it in general, Mm -hmm. and then. You know, GameStop's already closing down a bunch of stores, mm-hmm. and it's just like well, the digital. It, it's digital just taking over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not to mention, like, and I've always feared this too, is the monopolization of the pricing. Like they control the prices because, like, you you're not gonna be able to find physical. You know, you can't go to like your local game store or, you know, right. a flea market or, or yard sale and buy a game for cheap. <laughs> you gotta go buy it on digital online and. They're going to determine what they charge you, which is, you know, and like a lot of Japanese developers are really bad about that. <clears throat> like you go on those, uh, those sales, um, like when we have those flash sales, like you can get the Bioshock collection for like $7 or you can get this yeah. obscure anime RPG that no one's heard of for like forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> it's on yeah. sale for $10. Like, they don't budge on their prices, you know, and uh, not everyone is like that. But, you know, I just fear that we might get to a point where it's like that. Not to mention all, they're going to make up for the, the, the money they're losing in physical sales 
by trying to encourage you to pay more for a digital copy. I'll do one even better for you. So right now, me and my, like I said earlier in the show, me and my son have been playing Call of Duty Ghost. I own a physical copy on PS4, and I own two physical copies on PS3, and then I own the Xbox One copy and the Xbox 360 copy. But either way, so but he wants we wanted to play him having his own screen, so we need another physical copy, you know, uh, on PS4. And I was like, well, I could just buy it digitally, and then we have it on two of them and then I can take the physical copy theirs and then now we can have three copies we can play together and we're just trying to find ways for me him and the other two kids to be able to play you know extinction mode together so I go on to the PSN today and it's $99 for the hardened edition um of Call of Duty Ghost what $99 digital right now for the Call hardened edition Call of Duty Ghost. I kid you not. Look at it right now. And that's for the edition with all the DLC. Now, granted, I don't need that version. I was just trying to find the standard version. Right. But I couldn't even, it didn't even give me the option. I had to either buy the gold edition or the hardened edition, both of which were over 60 bucks. Oh, that's rough. You know? And it's like, now, granted, once a year they do a Call of Duty sale and I could get the game for $20. But right now, GameStop has a used copy for 20 bucks. You know, so like what happens when we eliminate that used market, you know, or at least dwindle it down so far that I don't have that option. If I want to buy this thing, I got to, like you said, I got to go whatever the digital value is because there's not an alternative. I don't mind doing both. You know, I have a lot of digital and physical versions of the same games. Um, But ultimately all of that kind of stimulates from this idea of, is it even worth buying games anymore, period? Because I have access to so much for so little, you know? And then as soon as I do buy something, it'll turn around and be on sale. And that's kind of my fear right now. It's like, I could buy this second copy of Call of Duty Ghost so we can all be playing together. But what if next week that's what's on sale? You know? So if I right. buy it at 60 bucks, <laughs> and then, which I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, I don't love it that much. Wow. Um, but, you know, what if I did? What if I was like, okay, I want this thing. I'm going to buy for 60 bucks, and then next week it's $20. Yeah. <laughs> I'd jump out of the house. Is <laughs> that how it is, though, man? I mean, you should <laughs> you should see what happens to, like, the trading guard world, man. Like, you talking about price fluctuation? <laughs> like, cards can, can – card prices can change so much, you know? And like a lot, I, I watched videos of like investors who will tell you like certain cards you should probably invest in because they're going to increase based on like history of like, you know, this card is so good because of XYZ, you should probably buy a couple copies. It's going to spike in price. And like there's stories out there of people going and buying like 50 copies of a card so they can flip it when it goes up. But then the card ends up seeing no play and drops in value. So. It's like they ran out and bought copies of this car at a dollar a piece. And then it's like, <laughs> like it just, the car price tanked, you know, it's like, Oh, I thought this car was going to be at least five, $6 a piece. I was going to flip it, make some profit. Oh, no. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I just, I kind of want to open that, this one up to the listeners. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, 
right. I want to open it up to you guys. And if you're if you're listening to the show, if you made it this far, um, what do you think? You know, are we at a point now where like it's just it's just smarter to play what you have access to? Don't even worry about buying stuff anymore. Um, you know, for the most part, I, I would imagine that's going to be a no. But I am sure there are several people listening to the show right now. They're like, you know what? That's what I'm doing. There's just we have access to so much stuff. Why would I buy any? It depends on what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the fighting game community is usually pretty resourceful when it comes to that. Because, like, they'll they'll pick and choose what they, they buy. You know, like, they're not going to run out and buy every fighting game. But, like, you know, Street Fighter is always going to be, like, a heavily supported game when it comes out. So, they're going, you know, like, Street Fighter Five kind of had a slow start. We get it, but... <clears throat> Um, you know, like, like they're gonna invest their money in that game. You know what I mean? And they're gonna be playing it a while. Now, they're not just gonna sit around playing nothing but fighting games. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of guys that they play other stuff. Sure, but um, I think you know we should all have that mentality. You know, we don't we don't have to buy every game that comes out. We we get that, but you know, there and there is access to a lot of games out there. Sure, but um. You know, I, I I really stand by the the idea of it just it depends on what it is. You know what I mean? Like if it's a new Resident Evil, I know for a fact you're gonna go out and buy it day one. Oh yeah. That's your no, thing. No, I'm <laughs> You know what I mean? That's your thing. Um Street Fighter Six comes out, I'm gonna buy it. Probably day one. You know. Um I just hope it's not gonna be, you know, based on like a like limited to a streaming service. I don't know. I'm not sold on that idea yet. I don't know if a lot of people are yet, but like most things, you have your older generation that's like, I don't like that. I want my stuff. But then the younger generation is kind of the ones take calling the shots, so they don't care either way. So they think it's a cool thing, and it's probably gonna just take over, and it's gonna be a thing, you know? Yeah. It's like I well, can't stand Fortnite. There's millions of people playing Fortnite. It drives me nuts. But it's it's that free to play game. It's available. It's there, and you know they just think it's the greatest thing ever. I don't know that I've said this Terrible on the podcast. I don't know. I don't know. That I've said this on the podcast, but uh, I heard this somewhere, and I went home and kind of like observed it myself. And I'm like, this is so correct. You know, Fortnite isn't just a game. You know, Fortnite is the new playground. You know what I'm saying? Like where my kids, they get together and like they play with their friends and they don't even always play to, you know, they're just, they're just hanging out. They're doing the challenges, you know, they're doing their little dance competitions. Now that it's got a creative mode and split screen and all this other stuff. I mean, the game really is like, it's just amazing what they've done with it. Um, it has grown so much, you know, uh, but like my kids get together with their friends and that's where they hang out in that, you know, and a lot of my, my kids and their friends don't live near each other. So now it's gotten to be like, it's that stopgap between my son and his best friend who moved to Georgia and his little girlfriend that lives, you know what I'm saying? An hour away now. Um, Cause they moved to Elgin and you know, yeah. it's just little things like that. I get what it is. I just, I still don't like it. <laughs> that's like the old disgruntled, dead man in me <laughs> you know it's like it's like when your grandpa's like what are you listening to what is that trash turn it off you know like that's 
That's me with with games now. <laughs> <laughs> Old Grandpa yeah, Frosty. Yeah. Yeah. That can be your thing. That can be your shtick. Yeah. And so I'm kind of wondering, like, what's the thing going to be when my, when my son's old enough, you know? Oh, like, he'll it, be it, it was Fortnite, too. It was Fortnite, too. Yeah. Be the same map. But uh, it's already not the same map. <laughs> like you said the last time. That's already gone. I don't know, man. I'm not convinced. I tell you what, if you played it again, you'd again, because the, what the audience doesn't know is it used to be a little Fortnite nerd. Little hipster, no, probably two weeks. I like, I like weeks, Fortnite man. before it was cool. Nah, I played like two weeks. I, I've, I've mentioned this before. I enjoyed hanging out with my buddies on Discord more than actually playing the game because the game just it's not good. <laughs> it's just terrible shooting mechanics, and oh, I hate it so much. Yeah, it's yeah, like a two week period. I played it there, for, and then I was like, I'm done. I'm it's, like, it's like. So you tried some weird stuff in college, and then you're like, you know what? That's that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, I ranked it right up there with butt stuff. Like I did butt stuff, <laughs> Fortnite. Although it took me longer to get off butt stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Loop Bros Podcast. We greatly appreciate you listening. Just a reminder: we are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Be sure to rate, uh, share, subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Um, we do have a Facebook group, go to facebook.com, go to the search bar, type in the Loop Rose podcast. It is a closed group. Ask nicely. We will let you in. Uh, we do weekly podcast episodes in, in the near future. We'll be, we will be putting out more content. Just a quick little spoiler that is the plan. Um, so we greatly appreciate everyone listening. We appreciate all the support we've gotten in the groups, all the questions, uh, this has been a, a very uh, awesome reboot of the show. I feel like we're getting a lot of uh, responses from you guys, and we're just having a lot of fun in the group. You know, sharing stories about games, and you know, just all the sharing memes about all the the, the funny, ridiculous things we share on the show. So we we all we appreciate the the listeners hanging out with us and and uh, taking the time out of their busy days to, to listen to a couple of idiots talk about video games. So we thank you for that. Um, Reminder, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, is Josh Josh keeping up with the Instagram? Uh, it's Josh. I don't know. I don't Instagram. I keep up with the Facebook. Okay. I might have to so take a look. I, just, I don't even know if I've been on there I'm yet. A, <laughs> I don't have an Instagram. Like I got rid of it uh, several years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't, I, again, I say this all the time. I don't do the socials too much. So I get in the Facebook group and keep going with it because that's where the majority of the action is at. So that's my one. If you want to chat with us, jump in the Facebook group and holler at us. We don't really have Twitters and all set up right now. Um, I used to have a Twitter, but Twitter is cancer. So there's that. Uh, if you want to that is follow us on PSN, Daryl, what's your PSN? Resident Daryl. Resident Daryl. That's across the board, though. Yep, everywhere. Mm. Even on Twitch, even though I haven't Twitched in a while. Nintendo, that's your... Oh no! Nintendo doesn't no. give you cool names. Yeah, they have, just, numbers. they have barcodes, friend codes, whatever they call them. So stupid. Did you did you ever end up getting a Switch? No, dude, I haven't pulled the trigger on it. Like every time I want to get it, I end up doing something else. Yeah, it's I I I, I was really excited when I got mine because this is like 
when you when you first get it, you know that honeymoon period. It's really sweet, man. It's everything that the Vita was supposed to be. You know, kind of like realized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but then it's like the the weird stuff, like the button layout and the friend codes and yeah. that stuff right there. Also, it's feel like, like Switch has nothing to offer you because all of its marquee titles are games you'll never touch. Yeah, and like it's like true. it's like buying an Xbox and not getting Gears or Halo, or Sea of Thieves. You know, it's like getting a PlayStation and then never playing God of War. You know, like it's just weird. Like, why would you want to yep. do that yourself? But <clears throat> I, I like playing Fortnite on it. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. So, but that's us. We appreciate y'all listening. We will see you guys next week. We appreciate your feedback. Holla, holla. holla at us. We love you. All out of play. We love you. I love you. I love you. I love you too.